since film is like a collaborative effort, the like death of productivity is always ego. You always see it. Being able to like have not just for the director, but like for all people on set, like the more empathy they have for everybody else's mm -hmm. job and the more the mindset is let's create something together, the better it always flows. Oh, for sure. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Working For Your Podcast. My name is Sarah and I'm an illustrator. And I'm Savannah and I'm a filmmaker artist and I'm drinking a sparkly water. That was ASMR. <gasps> was it? <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry. And I'm no. We're gonna leave it there. We're gonna leave it. Just, at just that move one. on from there. Yeah, that's perfect. That and today, <laughs> we're interviewing a very special guest. I'm here hey. with Noah Frazier. What's going on? What do you know? Hey, it's me. I'm here on the podcast. Thanks for having me on the show. <laughs> Noah is one of my um, longest friends. <laughs> I would, I'm pretty long. <laughs> yeah. <it's, laughs> please cut that out. <laughs> I mean, you could leave it, I suppose. <laughs> the way you said that, Sarah, and I saw your, like, process as you said it. You were Me like, too. this is not what I'm trying to <laughs> This man, I need you to take over. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to clarify. He's not my tallest friend. I do know people tall. That's true. <laughs> no, I'm Okay. Well, today we're here with uh, Noah Frazier. Hello. Noah is, like, an all-around creative, but specifically a filmmaker, right? Filmmaker, mm -hmm. screenwriter. Correct. So what's up with you, Noah? What have you been doing in this quarantine period? Like, have you been doing creative stuff? <clears throat> yeah, actually. Well, it's crazy because um, a lot of the, like, like what I'm passionate about is writing and directing features, documentaries. Um, but what I've been doing to pay the bills is literally everything else, you know? So I'll do, like, a lot of grip work. I'll do camera assists. Sometimes I'll, like, DP, not that often. Yeah. Um I'll do sound on sets, but then I'll do like freelance video, weddings, editing. I do a lot of like editing from home. Yeah. Um, and uh, I've been doing a lot of videos for churches, which is it's funny because I like grew up in the church world and it's never something I wanted to do, but it's always been like in my like backyard. And so I always <laughs> somehow am like, I'm never doing church work again. And then like six months later, I'm like filming woman's <laughs> ministry, like talk about whatever. That's how it goes, and I was right? like, you know, so when COVID happened, um, the only people who really needed videos were churches because they're like, we need somebody to film our serve day. So I actually got really busy. Oh, nice. And um, it was funny because everybody's like, yeah, I'm learning new skills during quarantine. And I'm like, I'm trying to stay alive. <laughs> um, but so I was really busy with that. And as that kind of like died down and the hysteria died down a little bit, um, I've been kind of like all over and trying to like reestablish myself. But I also, um, I was planning on getting an apartment with a really good friend of mine who's a musician and we we're going to go do creative stuff and then I also just shoved off from a job to go do freelance so all of these things are happening like the worst time you know to yeah. like hey let me go yeah. like be an entrepreneur and pay <laughs> rent you know and not live with my parents and so I don't know I don't know what I'm doing but yeah. I've been writing a feature for the last couple months and that's been my main my main thing I've been thinking about like people are like what do you do and I'm like oh I'm writing a feature and they're like well are you getting paid from that and I was like I guess that's yeah. Not what you asked, but it's all I'm thinking about. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, eventually you'll get paid and then you can be like, yeah, yeah th I am course. getting paid for this. You know, this is my... You know. I mean, you know, we'll, we'll see. see. I might, yeah. <laughs> as long as I make, I'm sure. Yeah. But there you go. Um, well, that's really cool. I mean, it's nice you have work because... Yeah, like so yeah. many people. I'm not complaining. So many like film people were like, I don't. Yeah, people I can't are be just like, set. oh, all the sets are shut down. And I'm like, well, good for yeah, you. Yeah, so it's great <laughs> you know? that you like can still work yeah. 
actively, you know, that's awesome. Yeah, to be honest, I'm I'm always, like, jazz. Like, doing stuff under pressure mm-hmm. is always, like, what forces me to, like, have to figure things yeah. out and, like, learn. And I work well under that environment. So I've learned probably more during the last couple months uh, than I, like, it's, like, been an expedited learning process. Nice. So Because I've had to get everything up to par that wasn't up to par. Yeah. And my gear and stuff, so it's been nice. good. Yeah, it's definitely a time to like revamp everything. So <laughs> do, something. do something. I don't gotta, know. I mean, <laughs> yeah. especially on set. When stuff happens, you gotta you do gotta stuff. Adapt. That's... What can we say? Really? Yeah. Um. So, how did you get started in film? Like, how? Like, yeah. This is my favorite story to ask any filmmaker because no one has yeah. a, a set the same. Like, I went yeah. to college and then I went to film school. Like, everyone yep. does their own thing. So, how did you get into it? Yeah. Well. Um. For me, it was funny because it's one of those things where, like, growing up, I think I've always just been, like, a, like wanting to create stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, that came naturally to me. And um, I would do all these, like, you know, crazy, like, oh, you know, I'm going to write a book or whatever. And I would start to write a book and not finish it. Or, like, I ran the school newspaper at my school growing up. No um, way. No yeah. way. Oh, <laughs> yeah. dude. Yes. My, so my school newspaper was named by me as School Weekly. Wow. That was like the most creative title I could come I up love with. That. Um, and then I got in a newspaper like press war with another kid who wanted to start a newspaper. And we had Incredible. like we had different groups who were like diff- loyal to different like newspapers. <laughs> it was like a weird little microcosm of like so you know <laughs> like how actual politics works. Wow. Anyways, all that to say. Um, I started all these projects, and then I remember growing up with my friends, I was like, guys, we should make a movie. Yeah. And they're like, yeah. And so um, we started to make a movie, but then it quickly just became, I just started to make a movie. Yes. <laughs> and then I made one, and everybody was like, wow, you're going to be like Steven Spielberg. And I was like, don't tell me what to do. <laughs> and then I like kept making movies, though. And then eventually I realized, I was like, oh, they're right, though. <laughs> they're like, that's what I want to do. That's awesome. And, um, yeah, and so every year I just, like, kept doing that and then it became like I can make money from this yeah. and then it became I have to make money from this because I can't hold down a regular job yeah. and so and then it just became that yeah very relatable that's so funny, that's so funny. I love I also used to make movies in my neighborhood like when I was a kid yeah. so I love any kid that's like I'm gonna make a movie uh don't bother me yep. for two weeks I'm gonna make a movie I just think it's so exactly. fun yeah. like I would cast people and be like sorry you're out like it's just one of those things <laughs> yep. where you're like I don't know it's super fun that's great what are your artistic interests outside of film yeah because I know that you do oh, like a billion things other than running a yeah. newspaper yeah other than running a newspaper rest in peace rest in school <laughs> weekly also Shout out to my biggest creative partner, my mom, who edited that newspaper for me. She was, like, the editor. Oh, that's so but then sweet. also, she would let stuff get by that the school censors, like, didn't jive with. Like, I got called <laughs> in several times into the, like, office. And they were like, listen, you can't, you can't say that. <laughs> like, and then what? I'd, like, go home and tell my mom. And she'd be like, they're crushing the freedom of the press. <laughs> and, like, all this stuff. Anyway. That's, that's um, a sitcom in itself right yeah, there. Yeah, is it basically the free, is. Crushing a freedom of the press. Yeah. Um... Yeah, what 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 else do I do? So basically like it's frustrating because everything excites me artistically and I've always like I had this list of like one day I'm going to like be a graffiti street artist and all this <laughs> stuff, but like it's hard for me to just like if I want to finish anything, I need to just be like dedicated, like faithful in marriage to these like film mm-hmm. projects, you know. Um and so it's funny cuz I just like I'll dabble in everything. But I've always had an interest in, like, mixing different disciplines, you know? Yeah. And that's what excites me, too, about, like, film is it's such a... There's, like, so much opportunity for that. And, like, for me, I, I kind of like to 
whatever it is, like I, I draw, I write all this stuff. I don't practice that. I don't mm. like continually do that, but um, I mostly just see myself like wanting to mix like my skills and other mediums and also just like working with other artists. Like how can we combine, you know, poetry and film or like whatever it is to create something new. Like that's always, and it still is something that's like, I want to find new ways to do different things. Like the feature I'm working on right now, um, it's funny cause I wanted to, I was doing a internship where I was doing like live broadcast and video directing. And I was like, I really want to be able to like mix that mm -hmm. and like do a film that's like half live and half, um, oh, that's awesome. half like scripted. That's cool. And so that's like the script that I've been working on has kind of become that. But I think at the end of the day, it's like, I want to get as experienced as possible in all kinds of different mm -hmm. things. Um, but at the end of the day, like being dedicated to film is the thing where I feel most alive and like directing especially um, kind of just is like interwoven into like that job is the closest to like my nature as a person, how I've always yeah. been. And so, um, but yeah, and that's the other thing too, is like to do that successfully and it's been really, really hard, but I've had to learn to like say no to like, constantly like doing other little artistic things or like even like studying or like reading books like it's like a uh what's that the book art of war or war of art i don't remember who wrote it um but his whole thing is like the resistance like every day you have to get up and you have to slay the beast of resistance yeah. and that includes like doing other projects with your friends that are like well it's just a real quick thing yeah yeah but yeah yeah i think it's just like you know picking and choosing and then like that's the cool thing too since film especially is such a collaborative thing, you get to like bring in other people who are far better than you'll ever be. It's the most jack of trades all thing to yeah. like direct a film, yeah. you know, or to produce a film. So it's way better to like give those people who are expert, you know, like dancers, if you have dancing in your film and put them mm -hmm. in it instead yeah. of like trying to do all the different skills yourself, you yeah. know? Yeah. It's like learning to be a jack of all trades really well. Yeah, I think a director like has to be a jack of all trades. They have to know yeah. how each department yeah. works because otherwise totally. they don't, they can't comprehend it and it makes like the most dysfunctional yeah. set. So I know a lot of directors that are like, I'll grip for you, like I'll be sound mm -hmm. because they have to know instinctually how it works so that they can make right. everyone else's job easier so i have a friend that went to makeup school because she wants to be a make or she wanted to be a director and she was like i need to wow. know how to do makeup so it's like i respect that one of those things where it's film is like the most the sphere where you can be a jack of all trades and get exactly totally. where you want to be and there's like two different levels to that too of like like most of my like film circle are the people in the like really scrappy indie world where it's like, let's make a movie for no money yes. at all. And so then they are like, I am the director, but I am also the makeup artist. And that's a thing. But also I think there's so much value outside of that in like um, being able to have a better understanding of everybody's jobs on set um, is like the most invaluable thing because since film is like a collaborative effort, the like, death of productivity is always ego you always see it you know people's like ego getting in the way of things um yes. it's just like it's a nightmare <laughs> and so um being able to like have not just for the director but like for all people on set like the more empathy they have for everybody else's mm -hmm. job and the more the mindset is let's create something together the better it always flows oh, like i sure. know actors who like learn to dp because they want to understand how to make the dp's job better mm -hmm. but i think the director especially that like just in my opinion is like one of the most important things because like I'll talk to like DPs and I was talking with a DP friend of mine recently and he was shooting a like a low budget feature mm -hmm. for somebody and he was like a first time director and he was like a really cool guy but the thing that would happen 
because he didn't speak the DP language at all. He knew nothing about cinematography. He's like, can you pan? And so, <laughs> like, yeah, well, yeah, it would sort of be like, and like, it would be like, uh, he'd be like, well, it doesn't quite look like how I was imagining it. And so the guy would be like, well, how are you like picturing yeah. it? And he would go, well, I don't know, just like a little different. And I just want it to look less, you know, like that. Yeah. And so that's like not helpful to anybody. And that's like that being able to speak other people's languages helps you communicate better. Yeah know what you want, say what you want. And so, yeah, yeah. that's, yeah, that's, an, I mean, it's the, kind of the basis of what film is, is being able to like yeah. interpret. I, a lot of yeah. it is interpretation, I think, of like, yeah. you got to be able to think one step ahead. But I, yeah. like, I know I work with this director and he and his DP have worked together for like four films or something. So they know each other's language, like to the T, they're they're one big group. That's awesome. Yeah, and so they'll he'll be like, I don't like it, and the DP will be like, Trust me, I'm gonna use a 35. Yeah. Like I'm gonna use a 35, it'll be fine. But it's one of those things. It's like a give and take of like trust, but also being very particular. So I think that director yes. mindset is like, it's nice to know what you're doing, but it also helps to have someone who knows more of what like who is more specialized. Totally. So you can be like the core but like have someone be like yeah i got what you're saying you know well and because even when you are that person who can do both like like uh what's her name i always forget who dp'd uh handmaiden's tale oh. um she started as a dp <laughs> and then she went and she directed a few films like i think we're alone now mm -hmm. and uh what is it like drum section drum line oh. no that's the drumming movie uh something else mm -hmm. some movie with peter dinklage and drums and it's very like mm -hmm. visually dark mm -hmm. anyways digress um, like she can do both, you know, but like the more jobs you're doing, the less you can do each one. Well, that's just like a human thing. You know what I mean? And like some people make that work, but there's always like the sacrifice that comes with something, mm -hmm. you know? And that's just like, and like, even if you have everything, there's a sacrifice that comes with that because the pace of the set is slower. It, the more people you have, yeah. the slower things move and just things are different, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And so like having a, that's the cool thing about having, I think, people you can work really, really well with mm -hmm. um, who you just trust. Like, yes. trust. Film is, like, it's so much like like relationships where it's, like, <laughs> if a relationship's not healthy. It's just not going to work well. Yeah. And that's, like, I've been on so many sets where it's just, like, the film guys are, like, they're paid to be there. And that's the only reason they're doing mm -hmm. it. And it's just, like, the director's a nightmare and, like, whatever. But um, the stuff that's, like, cool to see is just, like, if you have those people who want the same thing you want yeah if you're dating someone who shares the same values as you <laughs> you know what i mean yeah um you're gonna be on the, each other's same page and you'll be able to trust easier mm -hmm. and it's just like i don't know i i've i've done short films before where i've been like arguing with a person who's dping it and because he was like my friend yeah and i like brought him on but then i realized that we both want very different things out of film yeah and then when you don't trust each other now you're fighting for yourself mm -hmm. instead of fighting for the project yeah. you're like fighting for your own vision instead of because the dp like it will be like oh let me tweak this light we got to tweak this light because he's thinking about his demo reel yes. and it not looking bad yeah. <laughs> and then you're thinking about like ah uh, like he's gonna sink my movie and it's like yeah, just yeah. having those relationships outlined before. Mm. Like even Sid Fields in his book Screenplay, he has a whole chapter dedicated to collaboration. And um, because it's like so important to like talk about beforehand, like who's doing what? How are we divvying this up? The responsibility? Are you the typist? Am I coming up with the ideas? Um, just having that like communication is like the most important thing. Yeah, totally. You know? I think, yeah, communication yeah. is like all, all a set runs on. <laughs> like you can't yeah. have just life life Truly, runs on that you know what but I mean? like and i think 
I mean, I'm lucky I work with a lot of cool art. Like, people yeah. that are like, I'm here for the art, which is great. But, like, yeah. I do. For the art. Where it's, yeah. like, very organic and everyone's like, this is so fun. We're going to make something really cool. We're all passionate about. But, yeah, that, like, when you start to get into egos and, like, who wants what for what reason, it's, like, a totally yeah. different thing. And it is very, like then everyone's out for themselves and so it's it's an interesting dynamic to go into especially as a young person you're like I'd, you have to learn so totally. quickly as a young person I started when I was 18 to to stick up for yourself and be like you're a 50 year old man but I'm gonna say I can't do, <laughs> like I physically can't make my actor like less greasy you know what I mean or like right. anything yeah. You have to learn. They just don't take care of themselves well. That's just <laughs> their you're issue. Like, I just can't. I just can't do that. And I think learning yeah. as a young person, you got to make your, like, your communication skyrockets up to like thirty five. Yeah. Like truly, the moment you step on a set. <clears throat> Dude, well, you know what? Too is like the best film advice I ever received was I did a semester of like community college after high school, or actually in high school, because mm -hmm. I was trying to decide if I wanted to do film school. Mm -hmm. And my ego was like, Ugh, I'm going to do it without film school. I know everything about film. <laughs> um, and I ended up not going to film school. But the reason for that was like different, because it was more like, I know that this is like the route that suits mm -hmm. me, because I just like to learn on my own, and like I just want to be working. Mm -hmm. But I did one class, and the professor outside was talking with him. And he basically told me, he was like, yeah, like you could you could study film and like that's good. You can go to film school or you could just you could just not and you could just live life and you can get experience as like being a human who's not a filmmaker. Mm -hmm. And like I didn't start making movies till I was 30 and I'm really glad because I like learned a little bit better how to be like a person. And that was like I didn't know it at the time, but that became like what the next like year was for me is learning like it was so hard, but learning my identity is not in film or what I could create. Mm -hmm. Like I was going to go visit a friend who lived up in Seattle who I um, I was just going to go like visit him and make a video for mm -hmm. him. But um, one of my mentors was like, well, why don't you just if you don't really want to make the video, why don't you just ask him if you can go visit him? And that was so hard for me to like wrap my like mm -hmm. brain around that because I was like, but what's my like worth to people? And then it became like, what's my worth to myself? And like, I think the the biggest thing for me was like, I was never going to make anything good. I was never going to be productive and I was never going to enjoy it until I like learned to not need to make film mm. and to like get my ego out of it. And some of the most important work I think I've done growing as an artist was just growing as a person and like confidence in myself and like not having to be the best, most knowledgeable person on set. Yeah. And also those are the people that everybody hates anyways on a film set. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And that's the stuff where you're like, probably you know you're 25 30 years old and you've been doing it for years and then people are on set and they're like green mm -hmm. and it's because of that they feel like they have to like shout really loud and be dramatic yeah. you know because it makes them more professional yeah. or like be in a hurry and it really doesn't like that's what i learned working and doing freelance is it irritates people and it makes you make mistakes mm -hmm. and yeah. like the more i can minimize myself yeah. and like not have to be seen like the better I am, and the more free I am to make the art I really want to make, you know, I don't have to prove anything. And yeah. so, I don't know. It's that interesting point of like, I think a lot of freelancers or artists tie their worth to what they make. They're like, yeah, it's, it's that like yeah. push and pull because people are always like, well, you're an artist. What do you make? Like, yeah. what do you do? And so you have to be like, <laughs> here's my best thing. Like, it's, totally. it's that first step of being like, well, here, it's a visual proof that I do what I do. Yeah. And so I, it's mm -hmm. an interesting, like to have that freelance tied to your 
identity because you're like there's no there's no break from it it's not like you clock out and you're like i'm not gonna (laughs) i'm not gonna think about writing a screenplay right now like i'm just gonna turn it off it's just like a constant creative flow yeah. and so you have to separate it of like well if i don't make it i don't make it or if i don't like it i don't like totally. it you know well and you know what too is because like the whole thing mm-hmm. i think when people know you're a filmmaker or you're an artist or whatever you mm-hmm. are you're always thinking like i gotta show them yeah. like what i can do and there's that's like a just a deeply i think human thing that humans have always like had on their mind where like like something for me personally just on like a spiritual level is like i had to learn to like literally just give to god like it's okay if I don't make anything, I'm like still like loved and I'm created by God and that's where my worth comes from. That was so hard for me to wrap it around. But even if you look at like, I was reading um, Plato's Republic earlier and I kept trying to like get through it, but it's so like, you need at least 10 minutes (laughs) to like think about it before you understand what you're reading. Um, (laughs) But uh, there's this part in there where um, they're talking about Basically, there's this idea in philosophy, um, there's existentialism and then there's essentialism. <laughs> and the ancient Greeks had this idea that like a knife in essence is a blade in a hilt and its essential function is dictated by its essence. So if its essence is something sharp, mm-hmm. its essential function is probably to cut things, mm-hmm. right? And so a knife that doesn't cut things is not a knife, you know, or it's not living out its essence and humans are the same way. And so that's an idea that people have always had of like, the like you know painter who doesn't paint is not a proper human and i think that that is something that we just naturally think mm-hmm. and i don't believe that's yeah. true and i had to learn that that wasn't true before i could like make anything cuz then the pressure to like i got to be painting yeah. or else i'm you know not living yeah yeah we talked about that damaging. a lot in our 2 weeks ago i guess it would oh, no guess way. it would be yeah. um but yeah it was like that constant like <laughs> like in limbo of like well, am I an artist because yep. I'm not making anything right now? Or, you know, it's yeah. it's that constant struggle, I think. But mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I have a sort of off-topic question, but I am curious to hear the answer. Do you have, like, a favorite moment in set, like, or a favorite feeling, like, yeah. when you're making a movie, like, a favorite part of it? Because, like, yes. I think about when I'm doing, like, a drawing or something, there's always that sweet spot in the middle where you're just, like, in the zone and it's like so much fun yeah and that's like my favorite part that's what keeps me coming back so like do you have something like that for you in film yeah it's kind of like i guess the probably the the two things that are tied for that one of them is like being able to connect especially with with an actor Mm -hmm. on like the content of what you're making when you get on the same page about like here's the message i'm trying to tell as like a person and it be it's like not a film thing but it's a thing that really only happens to me in my life on a film set where you get to this like intimacy like Mm -hmm. as two people and you're just like talking about like real stuff and it's hard to get there sometimes without like but it happens naturally like the nature of like you're talking with an actor and you're trying to figure out the character and then you're figuring out life it just like yeah it happens so I love that and then the other thing too is this happens when I'm writing and when I'm editing um or doing anything that's similar to those processes is um I was like inspired like two weeks ago, but I've been working on it and I feel stuck and I think I'm going to die. Mm-hmm. And it's like, uh, then I like set it down for a minute I come back and I like look at it and I can suddenly see it as a whole and I get the new idea to like oh, bring it back to yes. life. And it's like, it's like those scenes in the sports movie where you think they're going to lose and they pull through. <laughs> it's like that perpetually. Yeah. It's just like, it's a nightmare and then it's exciting and then it's a nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Awesome. yeah. It's that like up and down 
of being like, oh, yeah. it's oh, yeah. I hate it. And then you're like, oh my God, yeah. this is the coolest thing ever. I literally am living <laughs> yeah. a dream. And it's then like you're that, like, this sucks. It's like that rush you get, yeah. that dopamine of like, you thought you were hopeless. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then and now you're on top of the world again. Yeah. And then a week later, you're going to be like frustrated oh, again. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I get that when I don't have jobs and I'm like, well, it was a good run. Yeah. Yeah. I'm done. Like I get best, better go to law school. Yes. And then I'm like, oh wait. <laughs> here's a job like yeah it's that up and down of like uh, i hate it but i love it <laughs> i saw i saw an internet comic of this one guy talking about when he was in um the 2008 recession mm -hmm. he was doing freelance art and um his like most exciting like moment was when he found uh like a mcdonald's like 25 dollar meal voucher in his wallet and he's like thank god i can live for three more weeks i can eat and he was like I had this really sad moment in that moment where I was like, this is the highest I'll ever feel. Like, mm. this is, I've, like, peaked Whoa. in my excitement. And there is something about, like, um, something that I feel like art reminds us of. And I think the reason, like, a lot of artists, like, fetishize the artist's life or stuff is because it's really not about, like, McDonald's is garbage food, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe, you know, like, I enjoy McDonald's sometimes. It's not about that. But, I mean, like, we're all, like, on the same page. That is not the most exciting thing in the world no. yeah. when you're eating well to get a McDonald's coupon. <laughs> but it's it's the situation you're in and it's the experience you get. Yeah. It's not really about the things. Yeah. Um, it's about, like, what you're experiencing as a human and that, like, race that you're always playing with, like, how you're feeling and your, like, happiness, which I think is just a human thing. And, like, yeah. spiritually just always, like, yeah. am I in a place that's fulfilling? And I think art gives you that rush a lot because you're doing that thing where you're, like, oh, it's not working, and then it's working, and you're mm. like, everything's going to be okay for the rest of my life. Yeah. Yeah. And it kind of gives you, like, this weird, like, emotional um, high. But I think that humans are just so tied to their, like, their, like, journey finding themselves as people mm. and, like, spiritually and, like, connecting with the divine um, or, like, whatever they believe is out there. And I think that we're kind of built with that, like, searching you know, I think yeah. everybody's always been looking. That's so much of art is tied to like asking those questions and thinking about things like yeah. that. And so I think that experiences like that get us away from the material and the like instance and connect us to that like journey a little bit. That sounded really esoteric and I didn't no, mean it no, to, I... but it's like life is so much about finding that McDonald's, you yeah, know, coupon absolutely. in your wallet. You know what I mean? That's what we're all looking for. It's not the coupon. It's the experience. Yeah. A hundred percent. Even because art feels like that, too. It's like, yeah, yeah once yeah, yeah, you yeah. get that breakthrough, it feels like, oh, I can live for three more weeks. Like, yeah. that, yes. because it's yes. so much of fuel for, I feel like you as a person. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. In a healthy way, fulfilling. not in like mm -hmm. a obsessive, like this is my whole right, identity right, right, way. Right. But yeah. And it can become that really quickly, too. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's not like a journey of like, or it's not like a thing where you're like, oh, I'm like getting arrogant. I better stop for a while. Like you keep going and you keep checking yourself mm -hmm. yeah. always. Like that's like, we're just like, we're so susceptible to our like emotions and our egos and stuff. You never kill your ego. You never get rid of it. You yeah. have to keep refighting yeah. that yes. dragon because it's after you and your art and your dreams and your life. And so it's kind of like, you know, a continual thing. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, totally. It's like that constant putting yourself in check of being like, there's right. always someone yeah. that knows more than me. At least that's what I think for makeup. I'm like, I'll never yeah. know all of it because someone always knows something different. And so that I think yeah. is an right. interesting way to keep yourself in check. At least that's what I do. But it, it is that like personality or ego, totally. like, listen, you gotta, you gotta keep it in check. Otherwise it makes yeah. art not fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
And like whenever it's becoming like you have that like if you ever have that feeling of like I need to like prove myself, you're probably in an unhealthy like mindset. Yeah. Yeah. And like even in the most frustrating situations, I kind of think of like there's the show Midnight Special on uh, Netflix, which is or Midnight Gospel, <laughs> and it's incredible and it's like super super acid trippy you know (laughs) but they basically just like interview people and then like animate over it but there's this one part where one of the interview guests said or the interviewer he said uh i had this conversation with somebody a week ago and i was talking about this like really boring thing that i found interesting that i knew he didn't um and i talked to him at this party for like a long time about it and i could see him like not paying attention a little bit and then i found out a couple like weeks later he died in a car crash and he's like if i had known that i wouldn't have taken up that much time of his life Mm -hmm. to tell him about this thing you know i would have listened more Mm -hmm. and like for me that's personally been a huge cure for like um that ego i guess is humility but also like it's like am i taking a genuine interest in Mm -hmm in other people or in something or if I feel competitive with people like being able to take a genuine interest in them as like a person or even like people who know less than me often they always have something to like teach you you know because they come from a different place and it's like if I'm ever not listening to that I'm in a bad place yeah Mm -hmm. and like I already talk a lot normally you know (laughs) but if I'm like impatient and waiting to get talking again Mm -hmm. that's like I know I'm already in that bad headspace you know and so it's like finding those personal like motivators for you or like understanding yourself well it just helps you be like better human enjoy life more and make better stuff you know yeah and make more stuff yeah and the more you enjoy life the better stuff's gonna be like it's like food when you cook like when people are like i cooked and it it was fun and it would taste delicious or they're like i was so angry and i made this like disgusting meal because it just like (laughs) all channels out i think less than people give it credit for art is really intertwined with just your life and how you're living Mm -hmm. your life and your personal journey there's Mm -hmm. like corporate the corporate side of art where you're like i'm paing on a set because i need to make money and i don't mean that but i mean like the stuff that's like truly like coming from deep inside of you that's the stuff that's like it's very intertwined with like how you live your life and since art is really like it's a lot of expression and communication Mm -hmm. like um it's kind of the choices you're making about how you're handling reality and the fact that you're alive and the fact that you're going to die and the fact that there are people that you love and people who love you, like how you handle all Mm -hmm. that in your head and like moving forward um, really plays into like, I think a lot of what you create or how you create things. Totally. You know what I mean? No, and I will get together sometimes and just like talk about projects. And every time I'll like tell him about something, he'll be like, Hey, do you write that character that way? Because like this person did this to you when you were 14 and you've like harbored those feelings for your entire life. And I'll be like, oh my God. Like, I, oh no. No, it's so like, it's yeah. so interesting to think about though. Cause I never used to think about it that way. I was just like, oh, this seems cool. Yeah. But then you have such an interesting yeah. way of being like, yeah, that seems cool to you because like you got really excited by this when this happened or like this is like stemming from this part of your yeah. personality. And it's so interesting like being friends with you has made me realize how intertwined art is with life because like i never noticed that i think that that's such a director thing though to be like okay so this happened because you have to make your you have to (laughs) make your actor connect you have to be like listen you don't know the story but i'll tell you this person was yeah. had a, had an issue when they were a teenager and now you have to live it out and so it's that connection you have to like backwards like backtrack all Dude, the way crazy. to be like i know you don't get it but you have to experience it this way right that's now. so funny and that's like one of those things where it's like the the choices you make like shape your mm. art the buildings we make shape us and then we shape our buildings it's kind of like 
like the person that I've had to become to direct well mm -hmm. has started to like intermingle its way with how I communicate and look at mm -hmm. the world. Mm -hmm. And then vice versa, it's intermingled itself like the director I'm becoming yeah. and how I'm doing that. You know, yeah. I'm like finding ways to communicate in my art that placate to my strengths. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, mm -hmm. yeah, I'm really bad at yelling at people. So I like have to find a way to like get it through to people without doing that. You know, <laughs> That's great. No one likes to be yelled at anyway. So yeah. a nice director makes it 10 times better. What do you, you know? know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What do you know? People don't like to be yelled at. <laughs> what do Who you know? Thought? <laughs> well, and that's that. That's like one of those things that's like uh, you're not giving them anything to work with because mm -hmm. like you work with makeup and you work with paint and you know pencils and all kinds of different materials and actors work with thoughts and mm -hmm. words and like um also like energy and environment like a lot of it's about like let me create like a really like comfortable environment like Werner Herzog I once heard he does the last looks on makeup because he wants to be the last person that the actor sees mm -hmm. he's almost like like shepherding them through yeah. the like mm -hmm. process to kind of like really protect their headspace you know yeah. that's where it's like uh What's the the famous actor Christian Bale um, who like blew up at Shane Herbert, the DP, because he walked through his eye line yeah. and everybody's like, "Wow, he's he is a jerk." But um, like, be that as it may or not, I don't know. But it's like it's a thing where it's like creating a space for them that's comfortable yeah. is so important, and it's just all about like communicating, getting into their headspace, and like yeah. how they get work with you to create that too. Often, yeah, you know. Well, actors have to be so vulnerable, like. At the drop yeah, of a hat to create yeah. that, like, space of being, like, okay, it's okay, like, we're going to have a closed set is so vital because otherwise it's uncomfortable. Your actor doesn't Dude. like, like, it's just so uncomfortable. And so um, it's just, like, you have to have that comfort level because otherwise yeah. you're, like... You're, like, I, I can't do this. Otherwise it's, like, a business transaction and your actor's, like, I'm a robot. You know what I mean? And it just yeah. feels, it feels disingenuous. Mm -hmm. You can always tell. With all art, you can always tell, but acting mm -hmm. is probably one of the fastest ways you'll be able to tell, yeah. like, this isn't working. I don't know why. Like, if an actor's not comfortable or something, you'll watch a performance and be like, they're a bad actor. Yeah. And it might not be the case. It might yeah. be, yeah. Well, you know. They can only work with what they're given. There are actors where you're like, they will sit in your chair and will not talk to you. Like for They're the, so, they, yeah. they just they won't to talk to it. you and you have to be able to be like, for me, I have to take it at like yeah. very face level. Cause you can't be like, right. are they upset? You have to be like, you're doing your job. And so yeah. there are actors that are like, oh my God, how are you? Blah, blah, blah. And we'll have a whole conversation yep. because that's how they get which it. Which is crazy. Which is great. That's how they get into it. Yeah. But then there are actors that will sit in your chair and not talk to you, won't be rude or up like happy they're just very neutral because they're that's just how because they do they're it, just they getting to. into their space and their space is not mm. oh my god i went to brunch and then i you know what i mean like their yep. space is i have to go prepare to cry on totally. scene, on set mm. in front of 50 people that are just gonna stare at me cry and then Dude. make me well, redo and it you really have to like sink into that feeling yeah. of yeah. like this is why my character is crying because of all these other things you have to become a completely different yeah. human and yeah. so like i'm obviously not an actor but i can imagine yeah. if i'm like trying so hard to like go so deep within myself and then all of a sudden like that illusion breaks yeah. with like yeah. somebody interrupting that i could see how that would be really frustrating it's a definite energy shift too you can be on a set and be like there's the yeah. energy is totally different because you can go from like Hey, everyone's hanging out it's waiting around but then there's like an energy shift where everyone's quiet everyone i think it's just that like respect level i think it's built on a set that has that comfort and like right. the director like a good leadership team 
I think. It's like yeah. that TikTok audio that's like, I am very uncomfortable <laughs> with the energy that we have created in the studio today. <laughs> Absolutely. I've been on sets where they have to, they're like, everyone get out. Like, everyone except the director and the DP need to leave. And So, I've, I've been on sets like mm-hmm. that, too, that have been, like, the bad version oh, of that. Oh, yeah. Where, um, like, you'll hear famous directors have different methods and famous actors have different methods like like you're saying yeah. different actors get into it different totally. ways i've been i've worked with actors who like they can just hop in and hop out they can like within seconds they're so crying incredible and then me. they're joking with you which is incredible mm-hmm. but they've also figured out i have no idea how they do it but they figured out how they do that mm-hmm. based on how they work as a person probably it's very intertwined with yeah. that and directors are the same way where like stanley kubrick likes to shelly to ball people and be a terrible person yeah. and like that's just like how he got good performances yeah. Um, ethics side, like whatever you think of yeah. it. Um, and then you have other directors who work in different ways, but that comes back to the, like the mark of amateurs that I think I've seen and the mark of amateurism. Like I try to spot in myself too, cause it just, we're always having to learn, mm-hmm. but it's like, um, when people start copying things, they've seen other actors or directors or artists do. And that's where I think it's so undervalued the importance of discovering yourself as a person. It's intertwined mm-hmm. with your art. You know? Yeah, yeah, awesome. All right, well, um, we always like to end our episodes with a recommendation corner. We are really on the hunt for like a cheesy, corny jingle for it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, great. <laughs> Some dumb little song that we can play, but for now, you just get this uh, awkward transition. So, what have you guys been loving this week? I hate this. Because <laughs> um, just everything, yeah. you know, all the time, always Absolutely. makes me want to make stuff. Uh, one of the things that I've been really into, so, uh, he's best known by the guy who made the vine uh hi thanks for checking in i'm still a piece of garbage that <laughs> i guy. love that guy yeah. so bill wirtz has a youtube channel and yeah. i don't know if you've ever seen history of the entire world i guess i have and i'm it's phenomenal. sure you have it's incredible <laughs> and that's like something that i like i would have made that if he hadn't already you know <laughs> um but all of his stuff is very like it's kind of all the same. It all blends together and you watch it and you're like, this is basically the same thing, just rehashed in different ways. Yeah. But the lateral thinking is so weird and I love it. And it's like, for me, something I'm always doing is like trying to search the deepest like recesses of my mind and my perception and my mental process to just kind of like, like let me just like metacognition, <laughs> like break the world and then like spit it out and that's exactly what he does and i love that stuff and it makes no sense but it's awesome um and he also has a website where he has a q a section and people just no ask way. him questions all day i don't know what else this man does <laughs> and he just like he just answers like random q a questions but you know what's really interesting the thing that excites me about his stuff too is that he basically um if you read up a little bit on him he like didn't do anything for a couple years because he spent years figuring out how he wanted to do stuff. And he's really like mm. a cryptic kind of like person. But if you go on his website, he has the section where it's like, it's like all madness. All this stuff makes no <laughs> sense. But then it's all incredibly detailed, documented where like he'll, he has a whole list on the website of everything he's ever made, when he made it, the date he made it, the time wow. code, and like when he posted it. And so what's interesting to me about him is like his stuff, you can't watch it for more than an hour without being like, all right, I get the point. But um, (laughs) he's so carefree and random, but also so structured. And it shows that he's just done the mental work in himself behind the scenes to figure out how he produces stuff. And like to find his niche. Because so much goes into like finding your style. Like growing up, I know so many artists who are just like, 
oh, I guess this is like my style. And it's like, don't think about your style. It happens yeah. naturally as you like structure your thought process. So much of it yeah. is about that. So that, and then also the amazing world of gumball I've been revisiting. <laughs> and that nice. show has a pair of balls because it is a kid's <laughs> show, but you wouldn't know it. Like there are some things in there where you'll be like, I cannot believe they just did that. Like they I, just I made a really bad show. joke. It's pretty great. It's yeah, incredible. I, it's on my list. That and um, Avatar: The Last Airbender. I haven't seen that. Oh yeah, I've never seen it. Everybody's like, "What do you mean you haven't watched it?" But it's like yeah, a cult favorite. It. <laughs> like it has a cult following, yeah. but I have never yeah. watched it. it. There's enough seasons of it for me to like. Oh, but if I get into it, I have to yeah. get into it. You know, <laughs> yeah. like I just finished. I, so I watched Adventure Time like a couple years back, and ever since then I've been chasing that Adventure Time high <laughs> where I was trying to find other animated yeah. shows to like yes. fill the gaping hole yeah. in my heart that that show left. I and love then I'd Adventure finish Time. One. Yeah, dude. It's so good. And then I'd finish another show, though, and then I'd be like, well, now i got to find another Gravity Falls, and nothing's yes. quite the same. Yeah. And it's like, if I could just learn to be content where I'm at. But it just <laughs> takes some getting into. I just have been wrapping up Steven Universe, and that's like one of those that's like, I can't, this is incredible. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, and they all, yeah. So those are my, those are my recommendations. Super cool. Nice. Well, I mine love are, Gravity Falls. I know, mine are kind of in the same vein. I was going to recommend Gravity Falls. Cause I've been, were you actually? Yeah, yeah I've been re-watching Gravity Falls uh, a little bit. And it's such a good show. Because it's so stupid and also so it's, genius at it's, the same it's, time. So good. It's stupid, but it's not stupid. You know it's what I mean? Not, yeah. Like, yeah. None of it ever that, is. Like yeah. fa like face value, you'd be like, yeah, it's funny. And like, yeah. but when you die, yeah, I love Gravity Falls It's so like much. that um, I famous like iCarly meme where Spencer's like, I may be an idiot, but I'm not stupid. That's <laughs> yep. like the essence of that show. It's so good. And also I just love the art style. It's like, oh, it's so good. Um, but I was also going to recommend, this is like a totally, completely polar opposite type of recommendation, but I've also been getting back into the Sleeping at Last podcast. Oh, dude, I've been Ooh. listening to that too. No way. This last week, yeah. Dude, the sle Sleeping at Last is this incredible guy. I know his name is Ryan. I don't know yeah. his last name, but he is like a one-man band and he writes this music. He has this music series called Atlas where he writes like about the origins of everything. And he has this one album all about the Enneagram. If you're into the Enneagram, you should definitely check him out. But he has a podcast where he started off by breaking down each one of his Enneagram songs. Yeah. But he's branched off into talking about all sorts of things, like um, all sorts of other songs of his. And his voice is so soothing. His uh, music it is. is so yeah. soothing. So I love listening it's to It's like his music podcast. you fall asleep to where you're like, uh, yes. I feel safe. Yeah. Yes. it's His music is like the embodiment of floating in like water that's what it feels like to me yeah it's, yeah. yeah it's so good yeah i listen i found his song three because i'm enneagram three and I oh was like, yeah yeah i yeah. was like this is it yep mm -hmm. yeah yeah <laughs> anyone who doesn't know their enneagram type i'm always like listen to this album and whichever one makes you cry you're probably yeah. that one that, enneagram Accurate. is such a cult but uh it's i think of the world in terms of enneagram more than i care to admit but Same. I, yeah. I have to say the song he did for three is probably just like musically i think the best one and i'm not like a music yeah. person but there's something about that one where i was like oh this is like hitting deep the one for yeah. five <laughs> the the one that i am for five i like listen to it i'm like yeah this is this is pretty good you know <laughs> it's just but the, the one for three i was like oh 
Yeah, if this meant <laughs> yeah. more to me, this would this would hit. <laughs> that's that's me with the song Seven, because I'm I'm yeah, a four. Yeah, Seven made and me I, cry actually. Same. I yeah. love the song for four. That's like that one really speaks to me. Yeah. But I also really relate to Seven. Yeah. Um, and I think musically Seven is so cool because it's the most different on the album. So I also love finding those other yeah. ones where you're like, hey, yeah. I relate to you too. I think too, it's like uh, his process is kind of like very different from like how I would approach things. Listening to his podcast, it's very straightforward. He's like, we are trying to figure out what the five sound should be like, and fives like to think and write on keyboards. So we recorded keyboard sounds. He would just be like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but the writing and the lyrics are very profound, and that's what yeah. makes it really strong. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, and yeah. even just like the little details. Sorry, I know we're going off. Yeah, I know. We're so long, do you just but... keep steamrolling over you, Savannah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know, no, no, so no. You're good. Go for it, Sarah. Um, he, the only key he said in his uh, podcast about the four song, which I've listened to the most because again I am a four, <laughs> so I just like immersed myself in that. But um, he hates key changes, but he put a key change in the song for four because of how like fours can like shift all the way around their like emotions in themselves it's just all those little (laughs) tiny details where he's like yeah this little tiny sound in the background is from like my friend who's a four and he was talking about how his like child was like playing on the ground and talking about their feelings or something and it's like things you would never notice but it's so cool which is wild if you're an enneagram expert email us because we need your readings um okay well what i'm loving this week is oh my god i had it and then i immediately forgot it hold on (laughs) then we spent um 20 minutes talking about (laughs) about enneagram (laughs) no you're good what's your favorite art that you've ever Go. That you ever. Favorite art that yeah. I ever. Um, oh, I remember. Okay, so I'm reading, I read this book. It's a YA book, but it's re- it's very relevant. And yeah. I read it and I was like, I think this is the next step in what's happening in our world. Oh. Um, it's called We All Looked Up by Tommy Wallach, I think. Uh, Wallach? Yeah. Um, but it's about, there's like a, <laughs> it's like a contemporary sci-fi book. Um, so there's, they have like a, two months before a meteor hits Earth yeah. and it's all about like, what happens and encapsulates like the human experience and what is important oh, at the end cool. of the day when a that's meteor awesome. is going to hit. But it's very relevant. I feel yeah. like just the. I in think the we theme, all feel that way right now. In the yeah. theme of like <laughs> I, what's happening, is the world ending? We don't know. So, um, <laughs> so that's what I've been reading. I really like it. Um, yeah. Well, cool. <laughs> well. Well, on that note. Well, on that note. <laughs> on yeah. that note. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for watching. We hope you enjoyed yeah. this week's episode. Yes. Um, Working for a podcast posts every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. So if you want to catch mm-hmm. us next week, feel free to subscribe or leave us a review. Um, and all of Noah's information, all of where you can find him and all of our recommendations, as always, will be wrapped up in a nice little Instagram post so you can My go social find number. our Instagram. My credit card number. Yeah, if you want to steal Just Noah's everything. identity, address, everything you need to steal Noah's identity will be right in our comment section. So if you check want it, out. I mean, you want it. take it or leave it. <laughs> At Working For a Podcast, you can decide. <laughs> yes. Um, so you can follow us on Twitter at Working For a Pod, or if you want to write in um, to let us know if you like this episode or want to talk more about what we talked about today, you can email us at workingforpodcast at gmail.com. Um, but other than that, we will see you guys next week. I'm Spana, and I'm a filmmaker artist. I'm Sarah, and I'm an illustrator. And Noah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And also, Noah, I do everything else. <laughs> All the other jobs. They're mine. <laughs> and on that note, we'll, we'll see, see you next guys week. week. Bye. <laughs> wow.
Wow. That was great. Jeez.